Welcome to Saturday Morning Chats, hosted by author, life coach, and mystic, Tanya Lampley, where you will hear inspiring views, hot topics, and a bevy of information intended to help you make your life over. Hi, friends. Welcome back. So the inauguration of President Biden occurred a few days ago. In the midst of a historic day, an odd controversy arose around the Rolex watch Joe Biden was wearing. My partner in crime and I took a few moments to chop up that controversy in a way we think you'll find interesting and informative. Without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so I don't know if you saw um, this week. Actually, I think it just really started yesterday. President Biden, when he gave his inaugural speech, raised his hand and someone identified that he had a Rolex watch (laughs) (laughs) on his wrist. And so it just set off an unfortunate tirade of opinions about whether or not he should have had a watch like that. And so I think there are people out there, most people are just like, whoop de do a big deal. I think he had a, he had ordered a Peloton or he had a Peloton or something. Mm -hmm. So there is just this kind of sentiment that started stirring. Of course, when you have people that are not in great places financially and times are hard right now for a lot of people. And when they've seen that, Um, It just set off a bunch of criticism and not to mention um, a lot of those people that are struggling right now um, have oftentimes been, I have to be careful how I say this, but it is that kind of blue collar, working class, Republican, conservative, MAGA, Trump supportive base. And of course, when they saw it, they didn't like him anyway. So it just gave them something to criticize him about. Yeah, and, and some of that, we first pray for the people who have been impacted by this pandemic, because a lot of people have lost their jobs, and yeah. no fault of their own, and, and they are uh, suffering sure. financially. So that's that's swept our nation. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, a lot of the people complaining about him having a Rolex probably would have complained prior to. That's true. So... So here's the the bottom line from my perspective. If he's made a lot of money over his life, fairly, didn't cheat anyone and or otherwise, and he his net worth is such that he can comfortably afford a Rolex, I'm giving him a standing ovation. Yeah. We we should all aspire to be in a position to afford a Rolex, whether you want to buy one or not. Now, some may say, well, that's a little gaudy or whatever the case may be. I, I personally am a fan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, am I. <laughs> so, so I don't want the, I don't want this to feel slanted because I am a fan, but I can objectively look at it and we say, don't have them, we by don't the have way, them. but we are admirers, We're admirers of the right? watch. It's a and, nice timepiece. And, and if, if I had hit the lottery for $50 million, we probably would both have a Rolex. But that's neither here nor there. I think it's fair for people who have worked hard and 
done well in life to reward themselves in way in whatever ways they feel appropriate. Yeah. I don't see where that ever hurts anybody where you're where you're spending your own money. But but you and I can talk about why people do what they do and why they complain about these type of situations. Yeah, I think that people were some people. You know, if you're if you're Biden supporter or, and it's a shame that this conversation is separating out into political party. Um, that's just kind of where we are as a nation right now, and that everything tends to and kind it's of separate out too. into it's a socioeconomic, it is socioeconomic argument. argument. And so, uh, but it's an interesting argument, and I and I thought now me, I don't have an issue with. The timepiece. I don't have an issue with the Peloton. I don't have an issue with any of that. But I will say this: some of what I was seeing in um, the commentary about it, I understood. Sure. And they were saying mm-hmm. things like, you know, we live in a nation that a small percentage of people control all of the money and everybody else is kind of at the bottom. Sure. And so there argument, there is some truth to that. And that's just, even though I didn't really agree with it, I understood the argument and where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the answer is for Joe Biden not to wear a Rolex. I think that a, this is America mm-hmm. and in America you are free Generally speaking, now we've had a rough time here with the virus and all of that. Everything has changed and people are struggling. And I don't discount that at all. But This this, this is an outlier period of time. This is an outlier. But typically in America, I mean, if you want a Rolex, you can get a Rolex. I mean, you can get in front of a camera as a woman and hold your shirt up and show your boobies and get a check. That's how it is in America. And so I don't think that it's necessarily healthy to sit back and envy those that are doing things that you aren't doing. Sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And so I, I, yeah. it just started my thought process mm-hmm. kind of swirling around like this is America. This is the land of opportunity. In America, we like nice things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the um, kind of the bloodline of our country that if you want it here, you can get it if you hustle hard enough. Yeah, the, the subtext to the land of the free is, and the land of opportunity is to work hard and be and have whatever you want to have. Yeah. <clears throat> and I believe, and you know, I preach this to whoever I've worked with or who's worked for me. I preach that 80% of most jobs are showing up and getting at it. Right. So if you do that, there's opportunities for everyone sure. to advance. I, I mean, whether you work for a restaurant, whether you work for a bank, whether you work for a law firm, anything you do, I believe, and this is my personal belief, if you do it well, you're diligent, you work hard, and you show up and just just intend are intentional about getting better. Yeah, you tend to advance, and those opportunities. And, and we see it every day. Those opportunities just are, become so plentiful for you when you do those things. No and doubt. We see it in all walks of life. So I, I just think that there's a little bit of, and I, I hear what you're saying with your sentiment and your, your empathy for some of the conversation that people are having about in these times. But I would also say that there's an element of player hate 
Sure. Or some of those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, no doubt. Yeah. I'm, I, I have I have a Definitely. Timex. I have a ten dollar Timex. Definitely. What's this? What's this president doing with the Rolex? And instead of appreciating the fact <clears throat> that this is America, this is why you know up until a few years ago. Um, it was the most coveted nation in the world. Everybody wanted to come here sure. because you can come here with zero yeah. and you can get to a million. It didn't matter your race. It didn't right. matter your um, what your parents did sure. for a living. Now, those sure. things helped. Yeah. But in America, the ground was so fertile. That's why everybody's trying to immigrate here yeah. and jumping fences and outrunning the dogs <laughs> to set foot on this fertile ground because you can come from nothing here and you can make something of yourself. I mean, we see it all the time. We see it on Shark Tank. Um, Carol's daughter started making those uh, beauty products mm. in her uh, hair, I'm sorry, and skin products in her kitchen. Sure. And she ended up selling that to, I think, uh, L'Oreal and um, walking away with a very, very, very and nice that's a bag. Very, that's a very common story. We had a customer that was an immigrant from uh, uh, Czechoslovakian nation, one of, one of those countries mm -hmm. like that. And he came here with $100 in his pocket, could not speak English. And 50 years later, he's literally a multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and multi, those stories multi are multi I don't mean he just, yeah. just trickled over a million. <laughs> and that is what we are That's about. What we are now, about. having said that, I do understand the sentiment that, and this is just the issue with most human beings, it is a little bit out of balance in that mm -hmm. I do believe that as a functioning and workable society, you have to make room and concession for those that can't mm. do that. Right. And the, the trick is to find... That aren't as talented. That aren't as talented, yeah. but this is where it gets tricky for me. And I was just kind of going through my own process about uh, thinking about this and trying to ferret it through the muck and the mire mm. and figuring out where I stand on it. Because at the same time, I'm like, hey, this is United States. If you can get it, get it. Sure. Like... Sure. That's what we're about. That's right. the beauty of being in this nation. It is harder for you if you're black. It is harder for you if you are Latino, but it is not impossible by any sure. stretch of the imagination. Sure. You can do that here in a way that may not be possible in other countries. Yeah, it's the uh, capitalism versus socialism. That's argument. it. And we don't find the balance. Now, you are going to have people that are going to have lower level, lower IQ levels yeah. or... Um, for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Yeah. But this is the trick that I think that we aren't managing well is that we aren't teaching children, teaching people to dream bigger. In other words, when these kids are being born and we're when we're growing up, we're looking at people that are rich and that make millions and we're saying, okay, well, I can't do that because I don't have that in my family. Right. Um, I can't do that because I'm not smart enough sure. or I can't do that. But what it really is, is that you can't do that because you didn't first think that you could sure. do it and B, you weren't willing to work hard enough to get there. So what we're not doing in the United States is we aren't ferreting through the ones that have the potential to do it and just aren't sure. and the ones that can't. Yeah, And so... 
we have this big pool of people that are just down on their luck and that are crying and just begging and wanting help. But there's way more people in that bunch that could do more. Well, and yeah, some of that is institutional. Yes. So the poor, and I'm just going to use this as an example, the poor black family that has been, this is not a race thing, there sure. it's called, this is just using that as an example, but a poor black family who has for generations after generations after generations been poor yeah, and continue to be poor in the next generation, they're not thinking or they're not seeing in their sphere of folks, they're not seeing that person that they can say, I and can I mean, do I mean, that. Up, I can do, and I mean yeah. up close and personal. Sure. It's one thing to see Barack Obama and say, I can be president. But if you don't have people, this is my belief, if you don't have people in your immediate yeah, sphere right. that are doing well. You don't believe it's don't possible believe for yourself. That's, that's him. That's, yes. that's that guy that's, that was the outlier. That, that is, a, and, and if you see, if you have, and I, I, I'm partially, and you and I both are partially, partially benefited from the fact that we've seen people and we talked about our schools, even in our families yeah. that have become educated, that have done well in their lives, that have owned businesses on your side of the family. And those were motivational things that were close to us, that motivated sure. us to, to reach out and try to be better than what maybe we would have thought we could be. So, yeah. so that to me, the institutional thing is a big one where you don't see that. And people talk about this all the time. You don't see that example up close and personal that that talks to you and says, you know, you could you, you could can be do this. this. You, you and if this. you see that, you know, that my aunt or my cousin or whatever and they're actually sitting at your table and laughing with you, it doesn't seem so far off yeah. as seeing President Obama on the TV. Yeah. And so because we aren't doing the best job, going back to my original point mm-hmm. about getting people to dream. Sure. And Letting them know that if you hustle, it is possible for you too. What's happening is when the haves get, they're not fooling with the have-nots because they're like, hey, if you want it, you need to do like me and get it. So they're not willing to give a bone, a piece of advice. They're just going to cut you off and they're just going to keep on doing their thing. Now, the caveat here is because I'm going to go to the other side of that. Okay. Because the haves typically... If they see that you have the motivation yeah. and you're 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 pushing yourself to be, I my experience is that they do throw you a bone. Sure, not even throw you a bone. They just kind of show you the way, the template for how you can be yeah. more successful. Yeah, 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 but yeah. but that's that's a part of the that's a part of the discussion. I'm too. just saying, generally speaking. Generally speaking. So yeah. what we're seeing is this this um, strata starting to form yeah. um, in the nation where. They're up there, and yeah. it's just like, I don't have enough money to save all of them because they're going to constantly need it. Yeah. So yeah. what they do is they just cut themselves off. I'm just going to make my money. Yeah. I'm just going to keep on going. There are some spiritual principles that kind of come into play there, whether you're giving or not giving. Benevolence, sure. we know that is a spiritual principle. Yeah. But am I my brother's keeper if I can't keep myself? Yeah. There is also a spiritual principle that says like attracts like. Yes. Law of attraction, energy, mm-hmm. vibration. If you keep trying to slum down there with that, then you are at risk of losing the position that you've attained. Sure. And so it does get really tricky. And I just yeah. think that as a society, 
we aren't really having these detailed conversations and we aren't thinking about the fact that there are people that legit cannot take care of themselves, yeah. legit don't have it for whatever reason, yeah. and those people need help. Yeah, and there, there are people who legit could be CEOs that's it. But but nobody reaching back to them. I mean, and, you yeah. know, you know, there's people in our neighborhood. You, you hung out. With, yeah. You, you know, I don't want to put your business. I can remember as a young girl thinking like, man, these guys are dang on their genius level. Why are you doing this yeah. to create a life of crime when you can run any business this same way? But probably, and it was probably more difficult to run their little drug because 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 it was illegal because you're constantly you running from the cops you had to navigate a lot more things than if they just <laughs> and so shoes or made a product right yeah. but back to my original example or original uh thought is those guys saw guys before them doing that they That's didn't right. see them as attorneys and doctors and so they they said wait a minute that guy's driving a nice car. He may have a Rolex. That's true. That's my template for for what I'm going to be and how I'm going to make it. So so that's again the institutional thing rears its ugly head again. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go um, a little bit of a step farther um, at the risk of angering some people, but I wonder what <laughs> you think about this. I was having this conversation with someone the other day about the. Scared to say it. The burden of religion. There it is. Because when you're heaping that into... You know what you're supposed to say after the, you say that? You're supposed to say, I said it. I said, <laughs> I said it. That's right. The burden it, of religion. It. I said it even as a Christian. We're not talking about Christianity. Or We're talking about the burden or spirituality. We're talking yeah. about the burden of religion. So you have an That's entire group of people that have been conditioned mm -hmm. that being a person of means is against the laws of God. Yeah. So you're looking at the rich guy, he's worked hard, he's made it, and you want the rich guy to turn around and break you off something. Sure. But you believe that attaining to wealth is something that is evil and against the laws of God. Yeah. And I think that that is even a part of this problem that we're having is that all of these people are in the midst of this, you know, situation yeah. Yeah. where they're bitter about their circumstances. Yeah. They're bitter about where they're at and they feel powerless to change their own life. And yeah. so they're looking at people, they're bitter, they're criticizing, but at the same time, it's like, hey, would you help us? Yeah. It's a really weird thing. Yeah. Well, those people will point to the Bible and verses in the Bible, sometimes erroneously, but they'll point to verses in the Bible that portend that you're supposed to, well, you're supposed to be, live lower than your means. And I'm I'm just paraphrasing. Sure. I point to Solomon. Yeah. That's who that's who I that's I'll read yeah. verses about Solomon over and over. The rich king. There's nothing wrong with There's with, all kinds yeah, of references in the yeah. Bible that talk about um they talk about wealth. I think that spiritually speaking, the text was really telling us that, you know, once you get to those levels, don't let your spirit get corrupted by money. Sure. You sure. know, it is possible to have wealth and it is 
easier to be more benevolent when you do have wealth. Absolutely. You um, can help more people. You can help more people. Yeah. And so I don't know if God has called us to do all of that work to live you know, basically as a pauper and just give all that money away sure. to help other people. Because if that were the case, then everybody could do that. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense that, you know, this person needs to work this hard just so he can help everybody else. Well, why didn't everybody else just do that? Like, it doesn't make sense. Well, there are a lot of verses in the Bible that end with riches will be yours. So yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, well, I love that. There are, there are tradi sometimes traditions are a part of you and they're there they can be a good part of you but when you when they constrict you in a way that you can't think beyond traditions i think that's when it becomes you're just stuck to a traditional way of doing things and you're not willing to be flexible and change and grow and that's that's how i separate religion from spirituality most spiritualists don't talk about being poor most spiritualists right. talk about, and most people that talk about have, uh, growing in spirit, talk about living in abundance and joy and happiness. And the key word there is abundance. Abundance of health, yeah. mind, yeah. spirit, wealth. I, I look at all of those as part sure. of abundance. Yeah. And as I think about and try to grow spiritually, not ignoring religion, but try to grow spiritually, I, I have found that those things become a part of your growth spiritually as you grow Great. spiritually your yeah. abundance grows so yeah there, there's there's to me there's no there's no shame <laughs> in wanting to do well and wanting now I, I agree with you there is a part I think there's a part of us that should want to reach back and help whether it be financially yes. with our talents and to me it's more so with talents than financially I think you you teach a man to fish versus giving him a fish, giving him fish. Sure. So I, I think there's segments of our society that will want you to reach back and help in those ways, but don't necessarily put in the work That's to it. advance their own. And the message that we haven't done a great job of communicating to people is that excellence and wealth are cousins, they siblings, are. right? Siblings. If you pursue excellence, prosperity is going to come to you. Those are spiritual principles. So you have people that are sitting yeah. back and they're being um, envious and critical of those that are out there pursuing excellence, diligence, yeah. discipline. Those things walk hand in hand with with abundance and prosperity yeah, and true. so we aren't doing a great job of communicating that to people so they're looking at the people that have yeah. and they're saying you're greedy or you're evil or you're wicked when they don't understand that the same thing is available to them and to the extent that they were doing that they wouldn't hold the bitterness sure towards others when they see it, like Joe Biden has on a Rolex watch. Yeah. If we had told you that you could do that too, you wouldn't have the bitterness. And you know what? It's going to be in degrees. Some people are more talented. Sure. Some people are blessed with a higher IQ. Sure. But I think that there's way more people in that 
pot of the have-nots, we'll yeah. just call it for yeah. lack of a better word, that could be doing more. And so what's happening is the ones at the top are like, well, we're rich, but we don't have enough money to save all of them. Sure. There's yeah. only so much that we can do. Yeah. So I think that we need to have a conversation. We need to talk to the have-nots and say, hey, it's available to you too. You just mm -hmm. haven't awakened to your own power yet. Yeah. And then we need to turn to the, have, the haves at the top and we need to say, okay, you have taken advantage of the system and we applaud you for that, but you need to do your fair share. Yeah, I, I love You need your, to pay your taxes. Yeah. You yeah. need to do your fair share. Yeah. And that money needs to be reserved to help only those who, who cannot help, help themselves. themselves. Yeah. If you can help yourself, you don't help get yourself. any cut of that. Yeah, yeah it, I love your comment uh, about excellence being the cousin or sibling of prosperity. And I tell you, the cousin of both of those whether it be the illegitimate cousin or the good cousin, it's hope. Yeah. Hope yes. can be hope can be a great cousin if you use it the right way, right. but it it can be the illegitimate cousin you don't want around if it's just man. I hope this happens. Yes. You, you know that. Right. You know what I'm saying there's a if difference. the hope inspires you to you change, go. that's the good cousin. That's the good cousin. <laughs> but if you're sitting back and you're just reticent and you're giving up and you're just no waiting, action. that's hope it. No and action. that's more like wishing. That's wishing. That, yeah. 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 More like wishing. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And so I think that we need to, yeah, we need to just this, this, these kinds of conversations need to be taught in the school system. Like we need to inspire to be, the kids. It also needs to be taught at home. And yeah, that, that's where it really needs to start right. is that because even beyond the school system, if you have a parent that is feeding their child it, 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 the, the message that you can be this, you have all the talent or, and they see that talent and they hope. Now, I mean, in a reasonable way, don't don't tell your your five, seven child that's Seven not a great old. athlete that they're going to be uh, uh, the best NBA player in the world. That's probably not <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, in that regard, Charles Barkley actually had a great comment the other day. He, when he was being interviewed about where he gets his money and what needs to happen for people, he talked about college and people becoming educated, people advancing through, through, that, through that path. And he talked about how there are very few NBA, when you look at it as a percentage of, he said, there's, but there's enough of them. He said, there's way more opportunity for kids to do well as doctors, uh, attorneys, and, and other lines of business. He said, so I don't, I don't really tell a kid in high school or college, be an NBA player. I tell them to be the best they can be, which is a great comment. Just yeah, be the best that you person can be. you can be in life. And, and, and wealth is going to, I'm going to say prosperity, prosperity because wealth, that's a different thing. And not everybody really wants to be wealthy like that. But if you have, you know, a little okay. money in the bank and you have food in the refrigerator and your kids are clothed, you're not going to be bitter that Joe Biden has a Rolex. I mean, you just no. aren't. No. And so, go ahead. You, you can almost, you can almost understand or profile, not that, not that anybody wants to be profiled, the person based on how they looked at Joe, Bi Joe Biden's Rolex watch. Yeah. You could almost profile that person. In our circle that we, that our friends, our, our friends that have done reasonably well, 
they're going to look at that watch and say, man, that's a nice watch. Yeah. That's all they're going to say. They may say, I need to get me one of those or whatever, right. but they're going to say, you know, that's a nice watch because that's the, that's the perspective. The people in the circles that you previously talked about that have not had the training or the, or the leadership that they've needed to, to aspire, they're going to look at that watch in the way that they, they talked about, well, you shouldn't yeah. have that watch. And when I said they don't have any money, I need to clarify, I should say they don't have any money and they don't have the will and the drive and the desire Right. to change their circumstances. Sure, and sure. that's generally speaking because generally sometimes speaking. people just get down on their luck. It Absolutely. can happen. Absolutely. You know, your wife is working and I used to counsel people. I had a sure. situation where a young couple came into me and I'm like, that's just the cardinal sin right there. They had committed it. They both worked at the same company mm. and the company closed down. And just like that, they were both out of work. Things like that can happen. Yeah, that can happen. And so I told anybody out there, never work at the same company as your spouse unless you are really sucking away your yeah. money and preparing for a rainy or day because that your, can happen. Unless it's your spouse's company. Unless it's just about <laughs> yeah. Then you'll get some, some perks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even that even that's even risky that's now. A, yeah, yeah, you gotta save your money because something happens to that business. You know, you just wanna have a safety net. So saying all that to say I wanted to correct what I said. The ones that are I'm gonna say quote bitter for lack of a better word are the ones that don't have money and they don't have the either the knowledge, the will, or the drive to go out there and change their situation. Sure. And we're not talking about now because it's COVID. COVID is tricky. Sure. But we're going to have people that criticize people in a Rolex. That was happening before COVID. That's what I was saying. That was just yeah. people that are just sitting back and they just don't have enough faith and belief in themselves that their circumstances can be different. And that's the unfortunate thing is that you would criticize someone else instead of taking that energy and saying, you know what, I want that. Yeah. And let me see how close to that I can get. And you may be surprised. It will be interesting to see how, and you know, I keep harping on this, how personality impacts how you, a, 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 an individual might look at that watch too. So, some of it is what, most of it is what we've been talking about. Sure. But even personality would probably impact that. And I can't wait until you <laughs> <laughs> do your podcast on, on the Myers-Briggs. Myers -Briggs. Right. Even Law of Attraction. I think those, those will be two good ones to kind of tie in together. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And personality does come into play. Yeah. Artists tend to struggle a little bit harder than those that are born with um, the personality that makes them a natural entrepreneur. And sure. so we do have to account for those things. That's why I said in that bunch, yeah. there are going to be people who either can't help themselves or it's more difficult sure. for them to help themselves. And as a nation, we need to be concerned about that. And unfortunately, we've just been turning a blind eye to it. And I think one reason why we're turning a blind eye to it is because mixed into that bunch are the ones that can they do can, better, yeah. but they just won't. Yeah. And, and, we, and you and I, whenever we talk about these subjects, we're talking in general terms most of the time. There's always going to be the outliers sure. and the ones that don't fit into the pop. But we, we like to delve into those subject matters that tend to show a pattern because yeah. of the general nature of it. it and I like to talk that. about the subjects that people just really aren't talking sure. about, and sure. that's, one. Yeah, that's one. And so, you know, you have people right now that are upset because Joe Biden is a public servant and 
he can get a Peloton. Yeah. Mike. And you, you know, the, the ironic part of that is he's been, and you used the key phrase there, he's been a public servant yeah. for probably 50 to 60, yeah. 50 years, let's yeah. call it. Yeah. Of all the people who you would want to see prosper, wouldn't you want to see public servants prosper? prosper? Yeah. The, I just thought about that. That's the ironic part. I would I would love to see nurses and doctors yeah. all have Rolexes. I, I would love to see people like that. Public servants. Yeah. And a Rolex really isn't that expensive it's not, one. No, not, it's not like it, I mean. Not like it used, used to. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, you, when you I'm. Have, got where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an expensive watch, but I mean, it's not like buying a house no, or something not. like that. But, you know? but what it is, it is it's not a necessity purchase. It's I mean, a luxury purchase. Rolex, they, they dip down to like three grand area now. Can't you get those? I don't know because... Not the ones you would want. That, that, you, I think you're going to well, And I don't me. know which one he has. That's swap me. No, Free some of them are. Some of them are all gold. That's a Polex. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. He said that's a Polex. You are crazy. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I know some yeah. of them are like all gold, and yeah. some of them I, I didn't, I didn't even really there's see. Yeah. There, there's a there's a pretty big range. There is. I mean, because some of them are twenty five, thirty thousand. And you know yeah. what? That could have been a gift. Yeah. He could have gotten that from Barack well, Obama, his wife. We don't know how he got the watch. Even if it wasn't a gift, we know he can afford. Yeah, he can afford it. And he could have saved for it. I mean, there was just so many things that were unanswered about him just raising up his arm. And here was the other thing. And I said that to um, this guy on Twitter this morning. That all the presidents have worn Rolexes. They just about. Let him have a little bit of tradition. Yeah. And the first ladies, they wear a Cartier tank. Sure. You know, that's on my bucket list one sure. day. I don't know if I'll ever get there. But, sure. Um, it, 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 and, 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 well, and you, you bring up a really good point about how people manage their money, too. Because yeah. I, I can remember, and I still wear it, years ago, you, you snuck off and you'd saved up. And bought me for, I think it's either for Christmas or for anniversary or something. Bought me a, a really nice watch. It wasn't yeah. a Rolex. And right. I won't say one time watch it. But it was a nice watch. And yeah. I still wear that watch. Yeah. But yeah. the point was, and we were, we, we, we probably, well, let's just be honest about it. We were not doing as well then because it's been 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah watch, probably, 15, yeah. We weren't doing as well then as we are now, right. comparatively. Right. But the point being. You saved up money. I saved. And you didn't put it on a credit card. Right, you paid right, right, for right, it. right, right. And that's a watch I still wear, and it's a nice watch. So so depending on how you manage your money, you know. You can, you afford, can afford nice things. Yes, Every now and again. Every now and again. Now, what also should be a part of this conversation um, is that people do need to be mindful of spending and even excess. the excess, and, and excess. I was gonna say, even the, the spiritual connotation of materialism can kind of get you into trouble as a human mm. being if you don't have the right mindset around that. And yeah. so that also needs to be a part of this conversation. Yeah. Those that are attaining to wealth, attaining to wealth for what? Yeah. And so we have to start teaching children, this is possible for you, but... Not for the reasons that you may be thinking you sure. need it. Like, right. you need to make sure that you're grounded as a human being or you're going to get into trouble. Yeah. And so we aren't having these conversations. And you have these little kids, they're looking, I want to be an athlete because he gets all the women or he has a nice car. 
wealth not for that. Let wealth be a byproduct of who you are becoming as a human being. Yeah, and that's that's part of the abundance conversation. Yeah, and I, we aren't I think having that. We aren't. I, I think that wealth can tie into abundance, and and you can you can be wealthy and you can have abundance without living in excess. And that's not the reason for the excess isn't. And that's a conversation in and of itself. We yeah. uh, we talked about this in I think in a previous episode, but excess is a really bad thing. Excess in terms of eating, in terms of lack of <laughs> lack yeah. of uh, uh, discipline. Excess is just a bad, and, and that's what, I think that's kind of where you're going with that conversation. People but, are pursuing wealth for the wrong reason. That's right. that's and right. so we need to get these kids, whether it's part of an education or a school program, and we need to teach them, hey, aspire to be the highest version of yourself possible. If you want wealth, there is nothing wrong with that. As long as you understand the spiritual mm -hmm. nature of wealth, yeah. you know, yeah. and that you aren't doing it out of some personal dysfunction, which a lot of people are pursuing wealth for that reason. Yeah. As or I the said look before, at me. Or, or, or the just look the at pure me. look at me. Pure look yeah. at me. Yeah. And so we really need to start coming to the table and having these mm -hmm. deeper conversations about these issues because, yeah, the United States is fertile ground for you to get wealth. Yeah. But why are you getting wealth? Yeah. It's, it's also fertile ground for even those who have wealth to go to the excess and abuse it and end up being in a worse place than they yeah, were. Yeah, because it's not going to bring you and happiness. Think about the, yeah, think about uh, lottery winners. Yeah, They say like 70% exactly. of lottery winners yeah. end up bankrupt, literally bankrupt. And, and when you think about somebody that wins a... $30 million. Let's say they won $30 million. $15 million cash. He's like, how in the heck did you spend $30 million exactly. that's in enough five money years? Typically, that's enough money typically to, if you manage That's correctly. dysfunction. That's dysfunction. That's excess. That's yeah. that's not managing. And that's a, again, that's a totally different, different conversation. conversation. But, but we need to bring all of those parts to the puzzle. And we're yeah. teaching a young boy or a girl, this is United right. States. Yeah. You can write this mess any way you want to yeah. but here's the trick you want to make sure that you are developing yourself as a human being mm -hmm. as you are developing yourself as a human a human being let the money flow yeah. and when the money starts flowing make sure that you have a sense of duty and responsibility around the money sure. it doesn't mean that you're going to give it all away but it doesn't mean that you're going to go out there and just hang yourself with dope and liquor sure. and women and all of that. It means that you're going to have a healthy respect. You're going to have a spiritual perspective yeah. towards wealth and money and what that means. And what it can do. And for, what it can not do. Not just for you. And benevolence is definitely a part yeah. of that puzzle. Sure. But that doesn't mean that you don't have the right to be wealthy. Right. It doesn't mean that you are not a good human being because you have money. Like all of those things are the notions that come about when your mind is broken. Yeah, yeah, you know, when good. your mind is broken. And so we need to kind of restore that. And you change do, the mindset. You need yeah. to change the mindset. Yeah. I mean, if I were a billionaire and they came to me and they said, you're going to have to give half of it up. Would it hurt? Would it suck? Yeah. But is it the right thing? Of course it sure. is. Because I can You're live, talking about for tax reasons. 
for okay. tax yeah. reasons. Yeah, that's, that's the right thing to do. As yeah. a society, we need to make sure all of that loopholing and I'm going to do. And that is why the people at the bottom are mad too. And they should be mad about that's that. That's a legitimate anger. That's a legitimate <laughs> anger. People at the top need yeah. to do their fair share. Yeah. If I'm living wealthy, it's only so many cars and houses I can buy. Well, and it's so, it's so funny that most people, and I'll just use the example I gave of us 15 years ago. We're more well off, probably not. There's a problem today than we were 15 years ago, and we probably spend less today than we did 15 years. Because ago. we have a spiritual understanding exactly, now, exactly. And, I, and I think that's the case with most people who get it and keep it. They don't. They don't have the need to, for lack of a better word, floss. Right. They don't have any. They they buy things that are nice for them, but they they're benevolent and they do the things that they they think are the right things. But they take care of their money and they they live abundantly because of that. And this is something that's not being taught: is that money is really just a byproduct of who you are. If you are a person that has a corrupted spirit, mm. if you have, you know, maybe you just aren't the kindest person, maybe you just are a negative thinker, whatever, it's just going to be a byproduct of who you are. Yeah. And as you grow spiritually, money will often come. Now, we're not talking about exceptions to the rule because sometimes people are corrupt, corrupt, and they still get money. But spiritual process will take care of them eventually. Sure. They're going to run out of road. Right. You know what I'm saying? They may prosper for a while, but then you'll look up and they won't have the money. Maybe we're seeing an example of this in Washington. Right, right now. now. Right. So we're not talking about that person. Right, right. But we're talking That's about other people. Like if you're sitting around and you are wishing ill on other people because they have money, odds are... You're, you you haven't done the work that's required sure. for you to attain it. Yeah. Does that make sense? That, it does make sense. And, and the fact that you're mired in that thought process, and again, I'm going to trickle over into law of attraction, it's probably going to keep you in that place. Exactly. It's likely going to keep you in that place. Exactly. So, yeah, money really should be just a byproduct of who you are. And if you're growing and developing yourself and becoming a better human being and rising to your fullest potential... The it money's going to come. It just naturally flows. The, it just, the money, and, and again, I say the abundance. The money just happens to be, in in most cases, in a lot of cases, a part of that abundance of growth, of growth spiritually and just growing as a person. You become more abundantly. You abundant. You become healthier. You become wiser. You become more financially strong. So that's just a whole yeah. portion. You become a better steward you over a your money. Steward over your money. That's exactly right. And yeah. I've seen sometimes people that make a lot of money and they're not good stewards over the lot of money that they make. You're going to be broke. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, that's true. That's you know? True. And so we need to start incorporating all of these kinds of teachings yeah, yeah into people's everyday lives and we need to start it when they're small we do need balance in the united states and I see that's that's what being a good husband is about like when your wife is getting ready to belch and she can't finish her line <laughs> you just step in lovingly i did say excuse me i was drinking water <laughs> and it just kind of came up but that's what i do though that's, what I do. that's <laughs> no that's a good subject very good. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. It means so much to me that you would take time out of your busy day and spend it with me. 
I consider it a privilege and it's not something that I take lightly. Please share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Uh, Don't forget to connect with me on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Like and share and please comment. Please leave your feedback. Please get in on these conversations. Um, It is the highlight of my life to be able to use my words, to use my voice, to get people to think about their lives differently. And ladies, please don't forget, stop by my website, tanyalampley.com. There's a pop-up there so that you can get on the list to be notified when my next book comes out. It's titled Bad Men. And um, it's a book that I hope will inspire and empower women to take back their control when it comes to relationships. We've been doing the most when it comes to these men. And it's my goal to actually share a word that will help women begin to turn the tide and stop some of this abuse. We've been taking far too much for far too long. And so leave your email address and um, I'll send you out a note as soon as that is available. And um, thank you so much, guys. It is really my pleasure.